Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, this is Eric. I want to apologize because we have had some audio trouble and uh, the audio didn't come out great on this, but we don't want to just delete it because we think it's great content. So bear with us and hope you can learn something out of it. Hi, I'm Eric Engel with my fantastically talented wife. And she's beautiful too. Look at her. <laughs> anyway, we're here for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. We are doing this on video as well as audio. Yes. And yet we had to start over because the video wasn't running. So it's running now. It is running now. All, all the tech issues that we have. Uh, right. So uh, last week, or at least last podcast, we talked about the biblical roles of a husband. Mm-hmm. Right? What do we got going on today? We've got the female version, the biblical role of a wife, as we continue on in the um, series that we're running, The Foundations of a Biblical Marriage and Family. Which is fantastic because I'm going to sit here and do nothing while you cover this, <laughs> whole, chime in. this whole subject. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to kick back and, and watch it roll. Okay. Well, so last week, the biblical roles of a husband was lead, love, protect, provide. Four. Mm-hmm. So I try and make it easy so they can just remember. So you have four for the women? I do have four for the women. But... The four for the women, according to scripture, I have to ease into it a little bit because they, they might hit stop and say, I'm done with this. But we're talking about God's word. It is God's word, but it is very challenging. I, look, we're talking to the gals, so I'll try to be a little calmer now. But, uh, <laughs> but my attitude is God's word, do it or yes. don't, don't do it. And, it's, and it's I don't choice. water down God's word and I don't compromise God's I know, word. But you're, you're softer. I, I am. So, I'm the female. So the female should be the softer gender. That's how God made us. That's nice. So I like you soft. I'm glad because I have extra pounds to make that happen. So anyways, so for the wife, here's her first one. The first one is to love him. Um, in Titus 2, 4, it, the older women are to admonish the younger women to love their husbands and to love their children. And, you know, when I was doing the research for all this, I thought, well, that that one's really kind of easy to do. I think more we are more natural, naturally bent to love because we saw in last week's uh, podcast episode, I think it was four times in scripture that the Lord said over and over and over again, husbands, love your wives, love your wives, love your wife four times because you're hard headed. And we only need the one verse. Okay, We already covered how hard headed we are. Let's move <laughs> well, on we're going to get into, I, I we're going to get into the hard headedness for the female. So I just found it interesting how you guys were told four times, love her. We're only told once kind of like we get it. You already get it? Yeah, we already get it. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't struggle with kind of that those emotional high feelings, the infatuation that we had in the beginning of our marriage, and we kind of come down off of that, and we're like, oh, well, how come I don't feel in love anymore? Well, because love is an action, which is what we talked about in the episode last week for the guys. So for the women, love your husbands. It's in there. God put in his word because we do need that mental reminder and that gentle prodding from the Holy, because it is a gentle prodding from the Holy Spirit. Oh, reminder, be kind to him, love him. Okay, so here's here's where it hurts is in number two. Now, I, I, I guess I could have saved this one for last, but well, I didn't. Okay, before you go to number two, uh, just slightly expound upon loving your husband. How do you do that? I mean, what does that mean when you love your husband? Well, I would ask him, what is it, 
what do I need to do to make you feel loved by me? Now, early on in our marriage, I bought that book, the, the Five Love Languages, and I went through, took the test, had you take the test, and so I had a better understanding of what is it, I wanted you to feel loved by me. You, right. with the, with that's one of the reasons why we got married, not so we could be enemies that have pledged our, our love to one another, but now we're not kind to each other. So it's kind of like, I wanted to find out what is your favorite meal? What is the favorite way I wear my hair? Because I wanted to foster a strong relationship and a natural way of doing this, finding out what makes you feel loved by me. So if you haven't researched the five love languages, do that. If you don't want to go buy the book or read the book, then just simply ask your husband, what is it that, what is it that I'm currently doing? that makes you feel loved by me? Yes. And what is it can I do? I know I could bring home a box of good and plenty and I get a gold star. That's good stuff. You know, because I know that you enjoy that. Right. It's a little thing. Okay. So uh, obviously, and I want to just touch on something we did in the men's uh, podcast. I want to do that again here real quickly uh, because something that we talk to couples about, we tell them, look, measure your relationship and say on a regular basis, hun, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate our relationship? Not how would you rate me right. as a husband or as a wife, but this is a wife's time, so she would say to her husband, uh, what would you give our, our relationship? And husband, make sure you're nice. Well, and more times <laughs> than often, the husband's gonna be a higher number than the wife. Oh, hands down. Okay, but he might say, well, we're, we're at a seven. Right. Okay? Even if he says we're at a two, it doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> right. so, so let's say he says, hey, I think our relationship is a two. Okay, what are you going to say to your husband? I would say, so what can I do to make that a three? What right. can I do, to, just that baby step. I sat down with a wife recently and they, both husband and wife had said that they wanted a divorce, both believers. And I'm like, okay, um, so what's the biggest problem in your marriage? And she had said communication. Anyways, so I said, okay, just do this one thing, just this one thing just take a baby step. And at the end of our couple of hours, she's like, I could do a baby step. Because we're talking years of marital issues that they right. didn't have the tools for. Right. They didn't tend to the marriage. They, they moved into marriage on that emotional high, we're in love and everything's gonna be wonderful until it's not. And they're like, now how do we fix this? And they don't know how, and so they think divorce is the only answer. And I'm like, just this one baby step. Okay. So, so the guy responds to his wife and said, you know what? If when I came home, you you didn't start in on me about everything that's wrong. I just don't give you a honeydew list and do it all right now. Right. <laughs> if, if, look, if you just gave me an hour before we talked about that, that would make me feel loved. That would that would take me from a two to a three. Okay. Can you do that? I could do that. Now to the wife that's listening who works outside the home, because I hear those objections and I get right. emails on those objections. Right. Well, I work outside the home too and he gets home before me and why can't he just give me some time? Okay, we're gonna talk about that. I know, we're gonna we? talk about that. So we are here as a wife, not just being a wife or a worldly wife, we're here to be a wife of the word, a biblical wife. Right, but, but as far as love, love is an action and it's just, doing this or doing that right it's acting loving right it's and and then it just becomes a habit right I, I know you don't have to write down on a on a post-it note and stick it on my computer that says good and plenty 
I already know what is it that are those little things that make you feel loved. Right. So that is just because we've been married for almost two decades and I know you. Well, sometimes you screw up because I, I had them put onions on your hamburger, which I know <laughs> you don't like. And anyway, I'm like, what woman is this it, for? It was a new it was a new place. And so I was out of sync anyway. Anyway, so, so let's move on to number two. Number two, here is the here's the hard part for the wives of today. It is follow him. So the first one is love him. The second one is follow him. But I've spent a lot of time over the last six and a half years talking about this subject. So much so that I've written, I've done videos on it. I've done a guide on it. Um, I'm known on Pinterest as the, the Christian marriage blogger because I write on biblical submission. So what the Bible says is submit to him. And so how I've tried to unpack that for a wife to understand that this does not mean you're in prison. This does not mean he gets to rule over you. Well, it is simply you're to follow and support. I can't follow him because he's a jerk. He's, he's a big jerk and, and I'm not going to follow that. But he wasn't a jerk when you married him. So well, something, he was, I just didn't realize it. But something happened. There was a breakdown there. So you have to ask yourself as a wife, okay, let me go to the scriptures because there's, there's quite a few scriptures on, uh, on being that submissive wife. And it's biblical submission, not stupid submission. They're, they're not the same. And you'll, you'll define that. In okay. A so Ephesians 5, 22, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Ephesians 5, 24, therefore, just as a church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Uh, wives submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Colossians 3, 18. Oh, I missed a few. First Peter 3, 1 and Titus 2, 5. So there's five five verses for our hard-headed, hard-hearted, stubborn, pig-headed, I'm not going to follow you and submit to you because God must be stupid. Okay. Well, and note to the guys, okay? To prove to your wife that you are a total jerk, <laughs> then point these verses out to her. Ah, okay? yes. Oh, you need to submit. Okay. Now, if you've done that, go to your wife right now and repent and ask for her forgiveness because that is not your job to point out to her that she needs to submit. That's God's job to do that. That's her mail. Okay. Don't read her mail. You read, the husband needs to read his mail and the wife needs to read her mail. And then it comes down to an act of the will, an act of obedience, because ultimately I am submitting to the Lord when I submit to you. Okay. I am trusting in the Lord and his word by doing what the Lord has asked me to do. Okay. Now I have enough, um, understanding that you are for me and you are for our family. But that's come over time. I mean, well, I mean, Obviously, it's stronger now than it was originally, but we could have gone either direction. You could have felt like I wasn't for you. Oh, sure. And there were moments as a young bride, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand this whole biblical submission thing. It makes no sense to me that how do I figure out what this even looks like? I've never seen it on display where it looked any bit of a, a, attractive for, for me to say, oh, yeah, I want, I want to go do that, you know, but if you're obedient to God's word, there is some natural reciprocity. Is that the, that's a big word for me. I don't yeah. speak in big words. So I love your list. You lead, 
love, protect, provide. That all sounds wonderful. The lead part, at first I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. But I've learned over the years, I'm like, that responsibility is not on my shoulders. What if I screw it up? It's not on my shoulders. Okay, we'll continue in a moment. But first, if you're self-employed, own a company, or work for a company that would like to grow their business, this message is for you. Hi, this is Eric, and you may know that I'm a sales and marketing consultant. I fix defective marketing and grow businesses and have developed a scientific marketing process called the Total Dominance Marketing Program that allows you to double your business in a year or less. This process uses brain science to connect with your prospect in a way that forces them to pay attention to your marketing and advertising message and come to this one simple conclusion. I would have to be insane to do business with anyone else but you, regardless of price. This is a physical CD program that we normally charge $197 for, but I am willing to give you a copy for free. All you need to do is pay $6 for shipping, and I will send it to you right away. To check it out and get your free marketing program, just go to freecd.info. Not .com, but .info. That's freecd.info. Because someone is going to dominate. The only question is, will it be you? Unfortunately, we can only make this offer to residents in the United States. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, so even if I screw up leading, as long as I'm not leading you into sin, then right. you will follow me. I will follow you. I'll follow you anywhere. As long as you're following Jesus, I will follow you anywhere. Okay? okay. Because I've learned over the years of, and my and maybe the listener or the viewer doesn't know this, but I was that former atheist. I did not have uh, any type of biblical upbringing or uh, parents that had a biblical marriage. My parents slept in separate beds my whole life. So I, I started really kind of like at ground zero when we got married, almost like below ground zero because I'm coming out of darkness with a tremendous past. And it's like, how do I get beyond that? And how do I follow Jesus and now how do I become that biblical wife and so I took God at his word and now I'm like well who would have thunk that if I just followed God's word it would produce such a beautiful marriage so I've learned that as I follow you and support you and submit the s word that women don't like and I'm like get over that Jesus submitted to the will of his father you know and that's a great great point okay if God Almighty Jesus Christ the creator, the one who spoke the world into existence. If he could submit. If he can submit himself to a crummy, rotten, sinful creation, then certainly, <laughs> I mean, the gap between Jesus and us is so huge compared right. to the gap right. for a wife to submit to her husband. Right. And, you know, most, most wives have good guys. Most, most husbands that are providing and trying to love her they probably have good guys now there are a few bad apples out there they have some physical abuse going on emotional abuse going on and spiritual abuse going on okay that it this podcast episode is not necessarily for that marriage you right. could, this is still God's word. Well, okay? okay, it's still God's word, but there's a lot of issues over there. I'm going to sum up what they need to do in that marriage quickly. If you are uh, abused physically, spiritually, 
emotionally, verbally, don't put up with it. That's right. it. Just don't put up right. with it. Now, especially physically, that means you get out. Right. Okay. If it's verbally, you say, I'm not going to hear that. If you mm -hmm. can't keep your mouth or your tongue in check, then I'm not going to be here. Right. I'm not telling you to divorce, but I'm saying you don't have to put up with any of that garbage. No. No. And if there's verbal abuse or emotional abuse or spiritual abuse going on, I... I I mean, even physical, it's just like, I wouldn't put up with any of it. I would, I would go down to the church or first I would go to a brother in the Lord. Like the Bible says, Matthew 18, you know, you go to a brother in the Lord and say, Hey, my husband's over here. He's doing this stuff. De go talk to him. Okay. But here's where there's that breakdown. They don't really have outside relationships where a wife could go to a, a good godly guy that is in her, in her husband's life which is one of the reasons why we are doing this series, right. because we will touch on that later on about the things, the priorities that a, a couple should pursue. So because I'm talking about submission and I know it gets, I know the enemy twisted all the time. I wouldn't be surprised if all this is twisted and I get nasty hate mail and so forth. But when it comes to the abuses that take place in marriage and I'm talking about biblical submission, I have to address them because there are wives that think that by putting up with it, they're being biblically submissive. And just today I had somebody, it showed up on my, on my um, blog that somebody did a search about abuse in marriage and, bi and the Bible. Was, is it okay? And I'm like, what on earth? What makes them think that it's okay to have abuse in your marriage, in a, in a Christian marriage? It's not okay. It's never okay. God does not condone it. So when I talk about submission, it is biblical submission. It is you doing the best you can to follow the Lord. You're not asking me to sin. That doesn't mean that you've made the wise, wisest choices. That is just like, okay, is that, a, is that a wise choice or is he asking me to sin? Okay, he's not asking me to sin, so I'm going to follow you. Because I know I'm going to reap those benefits of you coming back later on saying, yeah, that was a stupid decision. What do you think next time? Because then you're going to come back to me and ask me, what are my thoughts? And then I get to be your most trusted advisor to say, I don't know, hon. I'm either a little afraid of this or I don't think it's going to work out or yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so I've positioned myself, which is how God designed it. I've now positioned myself to be your most trusted advisor when I say, I'll follow you anywhere. How's that feel when you hear me say to you, I'll follow you anywhere? Uh, I, I feel like a peacock. I spread my feathers and I brag about you all the time. Virtually every day, <laughs> virtually every day I come home. If I've been with someone, don't I tell you, hey, you I'm bragging about you today. And I'm like, why? Okay? Because I got a gal that they don't have. Okay. And so I'll do anything for you. I'll go to the ends of the earth. They won't. Right. So there's a component in most Christian marriages that are lacking. And it is that submissive wife because she feels like she's losing her voice. She feels like it, there's some penalty for being the female gender. And I'm like, do you realize that you're not in prison with biblical submission? There is so much freedom that I don't have on my shoulders that you are very much of, yeah, I want you to go out and try this. Why don't you go put your hand at that? And you, you want me to blossom because who's your biggest supporter? Right. Absolutely. I'm your biggest supporter. I'm your biggest fan that I'm going to be like, yeah, whatever you want to do, go. And so then you reciprocate that. Well, and 
Number three dovetails great with that, doesn't it? Number three is respect him. And it's funny because there's so much in the in the Christian community today about respect your husband, respect your husband. You know, a book has been written on love and respect. Oh, it changed my marriage. There is no way that that author would put on there, submit to him and cherish her. Because no woman would be like, oh, yeah, I think I want to pick that book up from the bookstore. <laughs> There's only one verse in the Bible that says, let the wife see that she respects her husband. One verse. And look at all the other verses that say submit to him. Interesting. I was so floored when point? I saw that. Make that point. Well, my point is, yes, in, in following him and submitting to him, there is an element of respect there. Okay. But it does more to the soul of a husband when a wife says, yeah, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm going to do the best I can. And I think that that has a greater impact on you as the leader. You're going to stand taller. You're going to have more sense of purpose than for you to just know that my wife respects me. Which one do you like to hear? That I respect you or that I submit to you? You know, that's a good question. Um, okay. Yes, I do... I love the submission because that tells me, hey, you are my guy and, and you're my leader. Right. I mean, that that really, but the respect goes hand in hand. I mean, if I'm not respected, sure, Sure, because, because if I'm always opposing you, right. if I'm always... That, then it means nothing. It means nothing. You can't have one with the, without the other. You can't. You can't. Because if I won't follow you, if I'm always opposing you, if I'm always questioning you, then you're going to feel insecure as a leader. And you're not going to feel respected because in essence, I'm not following you. Right. That's what it comes down to. I'm not following you. And if you want your guy to be a weak, insecure leader, then be a bad follower as a wife. Question him at every turn. Right. Okay. So yes, I, I have just crossed that line and made that wife. It's kind of like a, it's a throwdown I just gave her. Okay. <laughs> and here's the simple truth this is god's word and it works now it does not it does not mean you to submit to that abusive husband okay right that, that's that. that is not in the context here but follow god's word whether you agree with it or not and i did not agree with god's word in the beginning i had i had my own throwdown with god and and god won and i'm glad he won because i have a marriage today that i couldn't even think of i couldn't even fathom it's it's like when you want to dream that biggest dream of oh i would love to have this this is beyond that that i'm like wow if we only did what god said to do in in his word so yes submitting to him is hard but the the concept is just basically you're following him that's all that that, that is and you're supporting him in his leadership and in his insecurities because believe it or not husbands do have insecurities you're called to be the leader of the home but that doesn't mean you know how to do it Okay. Right. Well, just look, just like anything new, you have to learn it. You have to learn it. So you could be that supportive wife or that wife who is that constant clanging symbol who says you're doing it all wrong. And then you wonder why he's not kind to you later. You're wondering why he's not spending time with you and you feel, you know, just kind of like what happened to our love story. Cause you, she probably followed him when they were dating. There's that hero effect. You know, right. me following and you feel like I got this woman here and I, I want to take on the world and, and do all this great stuff for her. Well, we see it with the young couples that we meet with. They're like on board with that. They're, you know, and so what happens 10 years later? Well, you know, it's changed. Yeah, it's changed. It's changed. 
Okay, so this one's going a little long. It looks like we're going to have to cut it into uh, two uh, audios, two videos. So you're okay with that? I'm just fine with that. Okay, terrific. So come back and meet us next time uh, for the second half of this, this message.